got some time. You still have a little summer left. That's good. Um, anybody know which Bible character was born in Egypt? And his mother floated him down the Nile River in a basket. And he was raised in Pharaoh's palace. Then he was kicked out of Egypt and was a shepherd for 40 years. And then God appeared to him <coughs> in a bush and sent him back to Egypt to free God's people. Anybody know who that was? Think about it. Old Testament people starts with Mo. <laughs> Moses. Very good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and <coughs> Moses was God's person, God's man, to lead his people out of captivity, out of slavery, and toward the promised land. He didn't quite make it back. <laughs> he got to see it. Got to see it. Um, it's like looking at TV at the Samuels commercial, but <laughs> don't get to go. Right, yes. <laughs> Watching the Travel Channel, it's not very yeah, satisfying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So Moses was put in a situation where he really only had one option. What was that option? To get God's people together and lead them out of Egypt. All right. Do you have a verse for us? Sure. Just one. Just one? Sure. 14's a good one. Yeah, 14 is a good one. It's easy to too. All right, chapter 14, verse 14. Y'all repeat after me. The Lord. All right, he went to sleep on me right here. I'm just kind <laughs> wake him up and tell him, say, we're doing something together here. Say, the Lord. The Lord. Will. Fight, Fight while you, while you keep, silent. keep silent. Say it one more time. Say just keep silent. Keep silent. God will fight for you. Fight for Woo! Yes. Check that out. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. That was way better than I would have done. Well, that's all right. We're working that's together. That's why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're I, working together. I figure as their pastor, I owe them at least one good sermon a year. So I invite you. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. That's how that works. Well, I'm glad to be away from my church because they're probably saying the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> glad he's gone. <laughs> so when life is tough, when you're uncertain about the future and you really only have one option, which is to follow God, what do you need to remember? What will God do for you while you keep silent? He will protect yeah. us. He will fight for us. Yeah, there right? you go. And the ultimate champion of God's love for us was Jesus, right? He fought for our freedom on the cross so that we could be forgiven for how long? For two weeks? How long? A month? Forever. That's a long time. All right. Can I pray for you guys before you go to Hope for Kids? All right. Dear God, thank you for these beautiful children, for the blessing that they are to our lives and to our church. We pray that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit. And as you uh, 
work within them this morning through the power of your word. We just pray that you would grow them into a deeper understanding of your love for them through Jesus Christ. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Y'all have a great time and hope for kids. All right. Hey, where are you going? So what, what further introduction do you need? None. So we met five years ago? Was it five-ish? I thought it was longer than that. Okay, it feels like forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does. No, and, and this, is, this is one of those, uh, I think, friendships that as soon as we both realized that, that mm -hmm. we were in the same trench, yeah. you know, it was just like brotherhood from the beginning. Yes. And uh, I have I have great respect for for you for what you're doing in ministry. Uh, you're not just a pastor; right. you're also a, a professor. Yes. At Stark. Yes. And uh, so you've had me on to some of your Zoom classes to speak yes. with your students and interact on subjects related to ministry. And because I greatly uh, respect you. Well, uh, I mean, and it's, your knowledge. It, and yeah, it's it's a mutual respect yes. and it's been a it's been a great friendship for me mm -hmm. um i think just my wife knowing that there's somebody else out there that uh <laughs> goes through what she goes through and um so it's just a it's been a good thing and i'm, I'm very grateful for your presence in my life and very uh appreciative of you being here with us this morning and i think with that i'll just turn it over to you oh really oh yeah. okay okay would you want to have like a preach off or something? <laughs> well, I will say this: I'll be much shorter. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like me to pray with you before we? Come uh, on, man, let's right, pray. All right. <laughs> all right. Father God, uh, we thank you for the gift of your word, and as we turn our hearts toward your word now, we pray that you would speak to us through. Yes. Uh, your scriptures, that you would lead us to what we need to understand and know about your grace, about our sin, about your forgiveness, and about our hope in Christ. And so mm. we pray that you would orient mm. our hearts accordingly, mm. and we give you all of those uh, situations in our lives that are in need of your grace, and we lift them before you now. We pray for those who are sick or facing uncertain diagnoses. We pray for those who are grieving we lift before you all the needs of your people today. We lift up our nation and our leaders at every level of government elected and appointed, and we pray for your wisdom and discernment and the decisions that are before them. We lift to you our men and women in uniform all over this country and around the world. We pray your protection over them, and we pray especially for those who are in harm's way. We ask that you bring them home safely. Yes. And Lord, for those who have returned home from their service, changed as a result of their sacrifices mm. they've made for our freedoms, uh, we pray your healing over mm. them, mind, body, and soul. Mm. And Lord, we pray you would be with us, your church, here at Hope, around the world. Uh, this morning, as your word is proclaimed, mm. may your people uh, worship you and glorify you, and yes. may your light spread in this dark and hurting world. We pray mm. these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, brother. Amen. Well, good morning, Hope. Good morning. Man, y'all are so quiet, I thought I was in a white church. Wow. 
Man, it's, it's like, wow. <laughs> Amen. I'm glad y'all laughed, because that may, if y'all had a, if I had a soft face, it's like, uh, I would have been like, man, I said, man, I, I might need to make my exit now. Amen. 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 You know, it's, it's strange, though. I've been in some uh, Baptist churches that were white, and you kind of get that reaction. I'm glad y'all were loose. All right. I got to come to the Presbyterians. Amen. All right. <laughs> Evangelical Presbyterians, amen. I got to watch how I say that, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I do know. All right, all right. Listen, uh, let me say this. I give God praise for just another day of life to be in the land of the living. This is my second service on today, all righty. Right, but I didn't get to preach the first one, all right. I just got to represent the school and listen to some good preaching uh, right around the corner down the street, amen, at, at the Resurrection Baptist Church uh, with Pastor Ray Brown, who's also one of our good friends, amen, amen. And let me tell you this, you have a special man of God called Tom Masterson. Amen. Man, the Baptist churches, especially the black Baptist church, uh, they would have said amen, they would have said thank you, Jesus. You have a special man of God. Hallelujah. Here at Hope, Tom Masterson. All right, all right. Y'all, please loosen up for me because you, I'm not going to get through this message today if y'all don't loosen up. Now, I need, I need for you to say amen. Can you say amen? All right, now when I say can you say amen, I need... Amen. All right, all right, there you go. Loosen up a little bit, all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, I came from down the street, all right, I live here, but listen, it was easier to come here than go to Lockhart today, all right, all right, <laughs> hey, there you go, somebody got it, all right, and uh, of course, my lovely wife, she's uh, here today, uh, hate that we came in separate cars today because we look forward to at least driving together on Sunday mornings, amen, all right, all right, and all this working from home stuff, uh, you know, you kind of look for avenues to where you not together <laughs> all the time, all right? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Listen, uh, and to lovely Kathy, thank you so much for lending your husband to me. All right. Yeah. If, he would an if he would only answer his phone when I need him to. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. Listen, uh, I'm so grateful for Tom and uh, God placing Tom in my life. It's kind of like that Dave Chappelle piece that he said in one of his acts one time, even though I know some of y'all might not like Dave Chappelle. I really don't care because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I love him, sometimes I don't, but hey, he's, it is what it is. But uh, Tom is my chip, or one of my chips, all right, all right. You have to watch one of Dave Chappelle's older series to figure that out. All right, all right. Tom is one of my chips, but, you know, I don't, it's not like I need him uh, to help me out. But listen, he's a friend. That's what I'm saying. He is a true friend, and I know I can trust him and go to him uh, with my most intimate thoughts or even my most intimate private struggles. I believe I can trust Tom in that area, and I, I thank him for being that. And I thank him for when we were at a place uh, to where I was just hanging out. It was just 
me and a couple of my brothers, if you understand what I'm saying culturally, and all of a sudden, who pops up? <laughs> it's kind of like, who invited this white guy into our circle? <laughs> And uh, so me and him just started talking, and it became an intellectual discussion. And of course, you know, he's one of those who's always going to know more than you know, right? So <laughs> and he recommended books to me, and uh, I went and purchased those books, and I was very grateful for that, uh, just to know that he was not a man who just looked at his own area ethnically, well, let me put it like this, socially, he looked beyond that and saw another human being. Okay, y'all going to miss that. Because I think we have gotten away from that to where we see each other as human beings. Okay? And I'm not going to get up here and teach to you because I do have a lecture prepared on that, but I'm not going to do that. Um, but, but I want you to know that God looks at us as his creation <coughs> and had pity on us, had mercy upon us, and he sent his son, Jesus Christ, that he would be that example for us to show how much God cares for his creation. But in return, Jesus says, as you love the one who takes care of you and causes you not to worry, so also you should love one another and care for one another. And I believe I can trust Tom in that and his lovely wife, too, even as she makes him do it, all right? <laughs> and let's all strive to be loving creations of God who will be human and understand that understand the humanness in everyone else. Amen? Amen. 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 All right. All right. Listen. <coughs> I was going to sing, but uh, I was hoping that uh, my sister would have came today, all right? But uh, they may be traveling, like I told them. I say, hey, look, we're going to a white church today. <laughs> They're going to get out on time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Man, I'm glad y'all loosening up, man. All right. Y'all were much different than the last time I was here. All right. <laughs> all right. A few more folks, too. Thank God that the pandemic is passing. Amen. And listen, as I say that, listen, that the title of my sermon today is When Moving Forward is Your Only Option. When Moving Forward is Your Only Option. Coming out of the book of Exodus, chapter 14, verses 10 through 20. And listen, I, I want you to grasp this today if you don't grasp anything else as you look at that in your Bibles on your phone or whatever, and I know most Presbyterian folks don't read their Bible just like most Baptist folks don't read their Bible either. They just tote it around, all right? Okay. <laughs> just say, hey, I got one, all right? Uh, it's just like a lot of those heirlooms. Hey, I bought her that, but she's not wearing it. But she has one, all right? All right. Listen, God is glorified when you trust him to move you beyond life's impossibility. God is glorified. Now, that's different, right? Because we want the praise and the glory for getting ourselves out of situations. But I have to tell you here today, God is glorified. 
God is glorified when you trust him to move you beyond life's impossibilities. All right? I'm not talking about Hercules. I'm not talking about the Incredible Hulk, Captain America, Spider-Man, whether he's far from home or at home. I'm talking about God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the creator of all life and mankind. When you trust him, he will move you beyond life's impossibilities. As you look at Exodus chapter 14, I guess I better read it. I don't know what's, what, what, what is the proper thing to do here. Hope. Do you read the verses, Tom? Read the word. All right, read the word. All right, listen. Starting at verse number 10. Uh, let's not go to verse number 10. Let's just start at verse number 13. No, I guess we better go to verse number 10. <laughs> Let me start there. <clears throat> this is when Pharaoh was in pursuit of them as they had left Egypt. Pharaoh actually just kind of told them, he kicked them out. You know, after that last plague, I don't, man, I'm getting, getting really into it. That's scary because we might be here a while. All right. <laughs> but, but after he kicked them out of Egypt, after that last plague, he was tired of, matter of fact, the whole capital city was tired of them. Get out. And gave them everything that they had to get out. They're on their way. They're on their journey to the promised land. But now they're going through some challenges that they hadn't faced. They're out. They're free. Yee! Hippie, hip, hip, hooray, whatever that stuff they call it now. All right? They're on their way out, and I can imagine this. They're, 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 even though it's back then, you know, in their chariots or in their little old carts on their feet, uh, 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 and, and we look at them as healthy beings, really not really too healthy because they had been making bricks without straw and all that kind of stuff, and, 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 but yet God still allowed them to prosper. And I remember the last time I hear I preached out of Exodus chapter 1. And listen, they're on their way out. And listen, as bad as it might seem, they're free and they have more stuff than what they ever had. And as they're going on their journey, three days in or whatever, you know, day in, whatever, then Pharaoh gets this in his head. And I imagine his advisors start telling him, Tom, just say, you fool. Do you know what you did? You gave them everything, all right? How about that, all right? And put the, my little Memphis touch on that, right? All right, y'all thought it was Ebonics, but it's just, it's just that southern Memphis stuff. Everything, amen. Everybody say that, amen. All right? <clears throat> Listen, and they're on their way out with all their possessions, and now they're beginning to face challenges that were greater. And, and listen, listen, you're going to face some life, stuff in life. You might have had it easy most of your life. You may have not had to really struggle. What do they call that? I, I keep forgetting now. I've been trying to use so many new terms. You might have been born with a what? Silver spoon in your mouth? That's, that's an old time saying, right? I don't know. I don't know. You may have gone through some stuff, but it was just light. You know, it's like the rain we begin. Just a little light touch. But listen, I don't know, but listen, these people were on their way out and free. Praise God. Oh, 
hallelujah. I imagine they were shouting, doing all of that kind of good stuff on their way. And now they learn that Pharaoh is on their back. Because, you know, once people give stuff to you, you know, sometimes they get mad that they gave it to you. <laughs> Ooh, I might start to say that, but I can't play with you. I'm not going to play around with your people like that. If I was at First Baptist, I would, all right? <laughs> I'd just go on and chop them off. Oh, boom, I got them, all right. So now, Pharaoh is on that track. And listen, we come to here, verse 10. Let me just say, as Pharaoh drew near, the sons of Israel looked, and behold, the Egyptians were matching, marching after them, and they became very frightened, which I don't blame them. I would have too. So the sons of Israel cried out to Moses. No, they, he cried out to God to the Lord, to God, they cried out. Because remember once before what happened when they cried out to God in Exodus chapter 3. All right, um, yeah, of course y'all didn't go to Sunday school this morning. So <laughs> it says this, when they cried out to God in chapter 3, he heard their cry. Woo! Now, 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 now that's something to be noted here that, listen, some of you may not be getting your prayers answered because you're really not crying out. That when you're in desperation, you don't waste time. You say, Lord, it's like Peter on the water, Lord, save me. Now, I said that kind of problem. Lord, save me! Because when you're going down in the water, I don't care how deep it is. It's scary. All right. And listen, some of us are in situations right now that it's scary. And you haven't cried out to God. You just kind of like been, Lord, you know, is this me over here? No, sometimes you have to get down with it. I mean, get down. Like play that funky music, right? Right. Get down with it and say, Lord, it's me over here. I need you. Lord, it's me going through this situation right now, and I don't have anyone else to turn to, and I can't trust anyone else, or I'm not at that point, but God, I trust you. Lord, I need your help. They learned that lesson. And, and you know what? That's good that they learned the lesson from chapter 3 that they can apply it in chapter 14. Because some of us don't learn the lessons in our chapter 3, and when we're in our chapter 14s of life, we forget about chapter 3. That no matter where you are in your faith, walk with God in your spiritual journey with God you always have to remember the lessons that you learned before because listen listen it's just like the Bible it's the basic instruction what we say before you leave earth and listen if it's the basic instruction to learn how to pray listen it has to follow you all the way through your life somebody say amen up in here they prayed cried to God listen look look verse verse pages got stuck Listen, listen, look at verse 11. Then they said to Moses, is it because there were no graves in Egypt? You have taken us away to die in the wilderness. Why have you dealt with us in this way, bringing us out of Egypt? In this, is this not the word that we spoke to you in Egypt saying, leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians for it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness? 
Tom, it's hurtful when we're always the one that get blamed as the pastor for people's problems. Amen. <laughs> I almost said some expletives, but I can't do that here. So, uh, <laughs> listen, listen. If people understood everything that the pastor went through, they would have more concern and love for the pastor because the pastor not only has to lead them, and in this day and time, it's a whole lot more. It's almost like being the CEO of a five, whatever, top Fortune 500 company, and even if you just have 50 people, they expect you to do CEO stuff for $30,000. Somebody should have laughed at that. Because thirty thousand won't even get fill your tank up, even if you have diesel. All right, okay. Listen, I know that. All right, listen, listen, listen. If they understood what it took to lead people with all with their own individual uh, characteristics, with their own individual character, with their own uh, 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 cultural. Uh, 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 idioms and all that kind of stuff, if they understood what you went through as a human being along with your lovely bride, listen, they would say, I understand that even though I'm in a predicament right now, that maybe I need to pray for myself. And the church said, Amen. they approached Moses with this. You brought us out here. You brought us out here to die. At first, now listen, I'm telling you, this is how you leave the basics. You trusted God to get you out. God sends you a deliverer. The deliverer brings you the message from God. You acknowledge it. You see the signs and wonder God performs in your life to get you to where you are. And then you start, he gets you out. And just because trouble is on your back, you forget to trust God and you start blaming the man of God. Good God Almighty, church said amen, 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 Fritz, lights and walls, cameras and all that kind of stuff and the things in the back of me, all right? Listen, all I'm saying is that God is getting us to transfer our focus off of what, what is bothering us and get us, get us out of our fears and to get back to placing our faith in him. Because later on, it will begin to say, as they not only see Pharaoh on their back, and God solved that because he took the cloud that was leading them and came back on the backside. And I want you to know, God has your back. That whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing, our God has your back. Say, God has my back. Oh, y'all need to say it like, y'all, stop. You said it too proper. God got my back. Thank you, man. Thank you. Because when you're going through something, you forget all that proper stuff. You get down to the nitty-gritty. And some of you got German heritage in here, and I know you'd be saying other stuff on top of that. <laughs> oh, good God Almighty, you forgot all. Oh, see, I know. Amen. I know. My name ain't Fritz for nothing. Amen. Listen. 
Listen, I'm here to tell you, my brothers and sisters, that God has your back, that no matter what's on your back, trailing you in pursuit of you, and seems like it's so evil and it's trying to tear you down, I want you to know that God has a way of turning from leading you in the front and coming to protect your backside because David helps us to understand that in the Psalms that God is not only a provider, but he also provides protection. If you're his child, say, I'm protected. I'm protected. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm protected. Yeah, I'm protected with ADT. Some of y'all got blinks, amen. <laughs> Some of you got, you know, uh, brinks and all that kind of stuff. But listen, I'm protected by Jehovah Jireh. I'm protected by Jehovah Nisi. I'm protected about the God from the God who rules and super rules the heavens and the earth. God has my back. He protects me on every side. And listen, uh, they got to this place that, listen, uh, not only as God was protecting them and leading them, amen. Listen, now they come to this impossible situation, the Reed Sea, or the Red Sea, however you want to put it. Sea of Reeds. They come to a place to where they're not able to cross. And listen, I got to tell you, there have been some rivers. There have been some mountains. There have been some bayous, there have been some creeks, there have been some levees, there have been some boundaries that were impossible for me to cross in my own life. And it didn't have to do with my color, amen, you can laugh at that. Sometimes it was just because, listen, this is what happens to a man or woman when they're living life and less even those who are trusting God. That even when you trust God, you can certainly count on it that things are going to come your way that are going to seem impossible. You're trying to cross. You're done. You have done everything that you could. You have prayed and listen, you have cried and you have worked yourself and listen, you have strained your brain in the academy and in the institutions of higher ed and listen, you still have boundaries. You still have read seas in your life. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to cross this thing. Church coming out of COVID. Facing a reed sea. Because you can't see no reeds no more. <laughs> All the reeds at home online. Amen. Amen. Got to get back to church. But it's still a reed sea. It's a place of impossibility, unable to cross. A whole lot of us, especially here at Hope and at First Baptist and all over the world, mega churches as well as small churches are trying to figure out how we cross this Reed Sea and get back to a place of normalcy. And I'm here to tell you today, it ain't no way it's going to happen. Especially when we have made a choice to be complacent and sit down at home and drink and sip on our coffee and our wine. While the preacher's preaching. You have to get back to church. You have to come on back. I know I'm online. You have to come on back. Because yes, it is easy to sit at home and get worship and listen, be estranged from what is necessary for us to be one together. 
And the church has to face that reed seal. And I'm here to say today, like I tell First Baptist, I'm not the one who has to face it alone. We all have to face it together. Listen, I wish Tom could solve it. Listen, because I sure would be up uh, uh, over here at Hope all the time trying to, uh, trying to drain his brain, amen, trying to get what uh, uh, he only understands of how to solve this issue. But I believe that it is the children of God that when we get together that we can figure this thing out when we trust God amen. to move us beyond it. Listen, it's easy to talk about it. I told First Baptist this. It's easy to talk about it at home on the phone. Because this thing is the killer of the church. Amen. The cell phone. Uh, a whole lot of us don't have home phones anymore. But anyway, when you live in rural communities, they still might have them. Listen, that, that gossip, man, that gossip is a killer of the church. Now, I know y'all probably saying, what does this have to do with sir? Because it doesn't move us beyond those impossibilities. When you create negative and cynical gossip against what the Lord has established. Listen, these are reed seeds for us, and we're all trying to figure it out. But listen, when we gossip and when we begin to tear down what God has established, listen, I'm telling you now, Jesus even said at the gates of hell, and even your gossip won't tear down my church. Listen, so what if you changed out your leadership? Who's going who's gonna to be next? This is right here. You change out the leadership here, who's going to be next? Because, oh, listen, oh, Lord, nobody said amen, but that's all right. <laughs> Somebody say help him, Lord. Help him, Lord. Yeah, there you go. That, that'll help me preach a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody say preach, preacher. Preach, preach, preach. Yeah, yeah, so I'm going. I'm going to go on and preach. Amen. Listen, who's next? You are. <laughs> you are. You are. You are. You are. You are. You're next. Oh, I don't want no leadership. Is it? Well, why talk about it? Uh-oh. Why talk about the leadership when you don't want to take in, when you don't want to come and be a part of the leadership? It's right here in the text here. And you might be saying, that. where is that? Right there at verse 11. Because if you're going to complain about what God is leading us and complain about the man that is leading us, listen, you're now creating and tearing down pillars that God has established to keep us moving in the direction that God wants us to go. And if you're not willing to join in with the leadership and say, how can I help you and how can I assist the vision, listen, it's just better to shut up. You know, in black churches, they're going to be talking. Pastor ain't doing this, and I'll tell him myself. All right, all right. <laughs> all right, and then you have to sit through all of that and just sit there and say, oh, boy. It's just a different situation right now. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Hey, y'all think I'm crazy, but I'm really not. All right. Tom is. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, all right. Listen, 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 what it says. Listen what it says. And I got to run on. I got to run on. I got five minutes. Got five minutes. Got five minutes. And I didn't even get into my points. I'm just unpacking this here for a little bit. Is this not the word in verse 12? And then in verse 13, it says this. But Moses 
But Moses said to the people, now this is Moses confronting the people. And most of us don't want to be confronted. I'll get my attorney on him. Let him confront me. I'll show him. I'll write him a letter and have my attorney write him a letter. Yeah, yeah, y'all know. All right, y'all know. Y'all know. I know it too. All right. All right. Receive an attorney letter and say, what the heck is this? What did I do? All right. All right. Listen. All I'm saying, my brothers and sisters, Moses confronted the people and he said simply this. Do not fear. Do not fear. And I know, I know because every church I go through because uh, uh, I was telling Tom I'm late on getting you my message because I really want to hear what God wants me to share at Hope. And listen, if the message continues to be repetitive no matter where I go that COVID has drawn out so much impact possibilities in our lives that we thought we'd never go through and we sit there no matter where we are on the color spectrum thinking that God is going to get us through it and we never call on God and God is getting us to this place to where we worry more about coming out of the pandemic. God is saying this, didn't I bring you through the pandemic? Wasn't that the same God who was with you in 2019, 2020, 2021, and the same God now? And then we hear Matthew in Matthew's gospel in Matthew chapter 6, and we quote it all the time, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And then we forget about what the earlier verses where it says, Don't worry. Because worry produces fear. Ask your neighbor for me one time what you're scared of. Ask your neighbor. I meant that. Go ahead and ask your neighbor what you're scared of. Uh-huh. You see, you're scared of your neighbor. That's what you are. <laughs> Listen. Moses says, do not fear. Matthew says, do not fear. Don't worry. That's all he's saying. Don't worry. Because if God was providing for you, Prior to 2020, the same God is providing for you as you leave out of 2022. What you scared of? He brought you through COVID. And listen, some of us had COVID. Some of us had, some of us had COVID worse than others, and some of us almost were out of here, and some of us did check out of here. Praise the Lord. They're in glory now. And if God brought us through all of that, listen, what will God not bring you through right now if you only follow and say to yourself, do not fear? Because you have to make that choice that, Lord, I'm not going to be scared anymore. I haven't even gotten to my notes. Lord, have mercy. Listen to what he said. Stand by and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. Listen, I believe... We as Americans, we've gotten so used to bragging of what we can do, you know, hey, the ponds and all that, what I can do and all that, that we forgot to trust God anymore. 
and see how God is working it out for us. Because I know no matter who you are, big, strong, fat, tall, skinny, whatever, how much money you got or don't have and trying to get and listen, waiting on that breakthrough to come. Listen, all I'm saying to you today, if he says, seek ye first, you got to start looking for God to bless you. You got to start looking for it, brothers and sisters. He said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Maybe God is working those impossible situations out in our lives, and we keep looking for God to do it another way. Maybe you're thinking that he can't do it here at Hope, and maybe this is the only place that you can find hope. <laughs> but you keep looking for somewhere, somewhere else. Because, listen, you can go somewhere else bigger and hide and get away with it. Or you could go somewhere else smaller and, listen, not be concerned with it. But, listen, all I'm saying is that God is performing miracles before you each and every day. If only you would open your eyes and trust what you see. All right, I'm coming to a close. That was the third Baptist time. All right, listen, 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 listen. He said, he will accomplish for you today for the Egyptians whom you've seen today. Listen, say the problems. Come on, say the problems. The impossibilities. I see today. I'll never see them again after today. Oh, you got to believe that. You got to believe that. Because the issues you face in 2020, 2021, going into 2022, tongue tied now. You'll never see him again if you trust God today. Listen, I'm getting messy here. That was in my sermon. Now I'm getting back to your marriage. Jacked up. Jacked up. It's jacked up. Some of you won't admit it. I ain't even looking at your faces right now because I dare the Lord allow my spiritual gift to kick in, but I'm just going to mention it without looking at your faces. It's jacked up. I've been there before. Didn't want to admit it. Been there since. Had to admit it. Jacked up. job, messed up, mm -hmm. whether you did something or whether they doing something to you, yeah, it is, messed up, because of the pandemic, our, our kids entitledly, entitledly, if that's a word, Socially, oh, I can't say that. <laughs> no, y'all ain't going to tempt me to say that. But I know it's a regular German word, though. All right. <laughs> Messed up totally. They tell you what to do. At three. <laughs> it's like, what she just say? All right, I'll go get your milk. All right, all right. <laughs> I'm telling you, our world 
I'm not even talking about America, our world. Yes, it's coming to an end, and yes, Christ is soon to come, but listen, whenever he comes, that's his business. My business is, is to deal with how jacked up and messed up I am. And the situations that I'm in, because life poses impossibilities that I cannot handle unless I trust God and say, God, I trust you to get me out. And when you get me out, I give you the glory and praise. Can I tell you this? Some of this God has created for us. God created it for you, for you to deal with it. Because if he didn't create it, you'd just be going, oh, ain't nothing wrong with me and Sally. And you and Sally sleeping in two bunk beds, all right? <laughs> Which one you want? I want the one next to the window. Okay, I want the one away from the air conditioning because I'm going through some things right now. Amen, all right. <laughs> going through some things. But they're there because God has created those things to draw you into a place to where you have to meet him at the Red Sea. Because it's impossible for you, but when you trust God, all things become possible. Glory to God. They get there. Moses said, stand still. That's what he said. Verse 14, stand still. Keep silent. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the sons of Israel to what? Go forth. Because going forward is your only option. Not taking your life. Taking your life is the easy option. And if there's someone, whether you're online or here, that you are considering that or have considering that, you need to call somebody. Talk to somebody about that. Because life is, going to, life is about going forward and facing impossibilities. And I'm here to tell you today that there's nothing too hard for our God to tackle and solve. I'm here today to tell you I've thought about it. When I was early, when I was in college, and as an adult. But I said, keep reading this word, and it said, I'm here for you. When, I, when you need me, call on me. Every time I call on thought triggers, man, it's too much I still want to do here in life. I want to keep on living. I've been broke, man. Can I, man, y'all think all black people are broke, but we ain't all broke. But let's, <laughs> you can laugh. You can laugh. Oh, man, y'all should have laughed. Golly. <laughs> Listen, I've been broke, working 40 hours at a job, and getting what most people would get on a bi-weekly schedule, a bi-monthly schedule. I was getting that for the whole month. With two kids. Because I was divorced. But I was where I felt that the Lord called me and placed me. And I said I was going to serve out there. 
And I was like, Lord, how am I going to continue to make it on brown bag specials all the time? I reminded my now grown kids got their own jobs. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and living out of the house. Woo, thank you. Kind of felt a little Pentecostal like. Yeah. All right. Listen, and I reminded them the other day, I said, y'all remember y'all used to eat brown bag specials all the time? They said, no, nah, we never ate no brown bag specials. <laughs> I said, the devil is a lie. I said, because a lot of time, all I had was $10, amen. I made y'all share one time, amen, because I wanted the other one. All right, listen. <laughs> listen, all I'm saying, my brothers and sisters, like, no matter what place of impossibility that you face, God says keep moving forward. And then God moved me forward and got me out of all of that and put me in a place of blessing. I'm just saying. God, when you trust him, will move you beyond life's impossibilities. Trust him in your marriage. I guarantee you, you trust him in your marriage. Listen, most, I ain't going to say that. That is for time to say that. But listen, 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 listen. Trust him in the struggles you're going through and say, God, listen, let me go. Maybe you have to go to the prayer room. I don't know. Maybe you have to just say, Lord, isolate me. That doesn't mean so much leaving the house, but it does mean you in your spiritual man isolate yourself so that you can get with who you're with. And then when God decides y'all need to go your separate ways, then go your separate ways. Not be mad at each other. You with your kids, maybe it is. I've had to face this as myself, even as a pastor. Maybe you ain't talking to them enough. And you don't have to talk to him like my sons all the time say, stop, Dad. Uh, that's not your time. This, this, this language, you don't have to try to be hip for me, all right? He said, hey, you, you're missing it. Maybe you need to spend some time with your kids. Allow them to see that you, you have struggles, too. Allow them to see that you, too, can have fun as well. They appreciate you doing the two-step, all right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, but they need to see that. Maybe you've pushed against education so much that you're unwilling to go back and get your education. Maybe you read it, re well, this is a key social term now. Maybe you need to retool yourself. Maybe you're retired now because God saw that you were not tired. And you still, ha you still have time to better serve in another capacity in another institution or somewhere else on maybe a part-time schedule. All right. I'm going deeper. Maybe God has put you at a place now to where you're able to help other people move forward. Maybe you need to release the resources that God has blessed you with. I was looking at late last night 
on because uh, I was waiting for the Cowboys game to come on the NFL Network, and I'm gonna get with the NFL Network because they said the Cowboys game was coming on, but it went on, it was on another channel. But I'm glad I didn't watch it because I didn't like the outcome anyway. <laughs> so, but it was talking about Derek Thomas, the pro former pro football player who died. It said he would give away more of his money toward his foundations and his ventures of philanthropic work. He would give away more of his money, even though he had a lot of kids. He didn't deny that. He had a lot of kids. But still, he was with his kids at every moment he could be and made sure his kids were with him at every, every moment he could make them with him. And yet and still, he was still helping kids who could have been like he was at one time, but because someone looked into his life, now God blessed him and he was able to release resources so that other people could be blessed. Listen, all I'm saying here today is that God wants to trust us to help others move others forward. Tom needs your help. Kathy needs your help. Hope needs your help. The world needs your help. I'm so glad that Jesus, who died for us, could move us forward. Because we would have been dead spiritually. But because of his death and resurrection, I'm alive. And I'm moving forward. Let me pray for you right now. God, our Father, we thank you right now for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for Hope Church. And God, we pray that for these souls that, Father, you have sent here today, that, Father, you would release them, that they can move forward, Father, and get on with their lives. Lord, we love you and we thank you for your grace that is made available and your Holy Spirit that, Father, dwells within us. Now, Father, we pray for those who choose to come to you, to know you, that, Father, you would boost them for it. They will give you the glory for all that you have done in their lives. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. One, two, three, four.